Those of you that have your Bibles, join us, if you will, quickly in our word, in our message, in our scripture from the 21st chapter of the Gospel of Matthew, verses 23 through 32, and they follow as, now when he had came into the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people confronted him as he was teaching and said, by what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? But Jesus answered and said to them, I also will ask you one thing, which if you tell me, I likewise will tell you what authority I do these things. The baptism of John. Where was it from? From heaven or from men? And they reasoned among themselves saying, if we say from heaven, we will say, he will say to us, why then did you not believe him? But if we say from men, we fear the multitude for all count John as a prophet. So they answered Jesus and said, we do not know. And he said to them, neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. But what do you think? A man had two sons and he came to the first and said, son, Go work today in my vineyard. And he answered and said, I will not. But afterwards he regretted it and went. Then he came to the second and said, likewise. And he said, and he answered and said, I go, sir. But he did not go. Which of these two did the will of, the, of his father? They said to him, the first. Jesus answered, and said to them, Assuredly, I say to you that tax collectors and harlots enter the kingdom of God before you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But tax collectors and harlots believed him. And when you saw it, you did not afterward relent and believe him. May the Lord bless his holy word. You may be seated. I want to talk briefly this morning on the thought challenging Jesus in church. Mm. Challenging Jesus in church. Now, my brothers and sisters, the background of this text is really serious because what we have before us is Jesus had been on a Mount of Olives. He looked over into the city of Jerusalem, amen, and he wept at the city of Jerusalem, but yet he instructed his disciples, amen, to get him a donkey and a colt, amen, and he would ride into the city. You know, we call it Palm Sunday, right? Where Jesus is going into the city and they're laying down palms and they're laying down their clothes and, and everything is well, amen, and then uh, the guards run up to him and say, Jesus, tell your people to be quiet. Tell them to stop making all that noise. And Jesus responds to them, if these should hold their peace, the rocks would cry out, right? And then Jesus goes into the temple area. And when he sees what's going on in the temple area, he just becomes belligerent. I mean, he just gets all, you know, gets all in himself. And, when, and one text says that he got a went and got some wonderful vines, amen, and began to braid a rope of whip, 
amen. And the others uh, just talk about how he went into the synagogue and he went into the, the outer area of the synagogue, if you want, and began to turn the money changer tables over, right? And the money changers were upset and, and all of that. And Jesus said, my house is to be a house of prayer, but you've turned it into a den of thieves, right? So the first thing that I want to acknowledge in this whole piece is understanding that even before what we know as the church, there was this thing called the temple. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And that was God's too. Okay, I need you to understand that. That belonged to him as well, amen. And so when we look now and we see all these strange things happening in the temple, amen, and, it's, and everything's going on except prayer. I mean, everything going on. People selling and cheating each other. Hello, somebody. You know, selling a $5 dinner for $25. You know, the cheating that goes on sometimes. Amen. Chili dinner with no beans. You know, th things like that. You understand? So, so things, things are happening. People are being cheated. People are just having difficulties. But still, it's going on. And the money changers, if you will, are those who are in whatever we would call authority, amen, are getting rich quick, amen. It's, it's kind of like the government that just had their situation. Hello, somebody, amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They wanted to shut down the government because they couldn't get their raise. They blamed it on a lot of other stuff, but they couldn't get their... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what happened. But so now, now Jesus is in the temple. He has torn up everything. And, and even before that, he walked by this fig tree. He saw this fig tree. And, and, and it looked like, it said, the Bible said he was hungry. He saw this fig tree. And it looked like it ought to be, amen, bearing figs. Uh, but it had nothing but leaves on it. And, by, and the Bible tells us that Jesus cursed the fig tree, amen. And it withered up. Amen. All of these things are going on and the church is now confronting Jesus about his authority. Don't you find that peculiar? I mean, they're confronting Jesus about his authority. And now we find our lesson. It says, now he came into the temple. The chief priests and the elders and the people confronted him. Check this out. They confronted him as he was teaching. Y'all catch that? He wasn't just in the pew. He was teaching. He was, he was trying to express to the people the realities of the word of God. He was, he was there teaching and, and all of a sudden, here come the church elders. Here, here come the stewards and the trustees. Here, here, here come the, the assistant ministers. Here come the pastor, if you will. And, and they now confront Jesus and they talk about Jesus. Under what authority have you done these things? Tell, tell, tell us who, who gave you this authority. What, what authority has given you the ability and the right to do what you have done? Now, now check it out. They are challenging Jesus in church. Come on, are you serious? Challenging Jesus in church? That's like, I mean, how many of you are proficient on your job? Or were proficient. I know most of you are retired. Amen. Uh, amen. If, if you are or were proficient on your job, how dare somebody come into your domain and try to tell you. I wish I had a witness. Y'all don't understand. Huh? It, 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 it's it's kind of like some people that try to tell, you know, experienced drivers how to drive. 
from the back seat. I'm going to get to you. Hold on a minute, y'all. Think about it. Here Jesus is in his church. Okay? That which God designed, that which God and the word became flesh and dwelled among us. So guess who was dwelling in the temple? It was the word of God. And the word was Jesus. My brothers and sisters. And there he's walking in the temple and teaching in the temple and folks are challenging him in the temple. By what authority? Who gave you this authority to do what you've done? Well, I'll tell you what. I'll answer you if you answer me. You know, John, was his baptism of heaven or of men if you answer that for me I'll answer your question now I thought about it for a minute as to why Jesus would present a question and everybody knows we were all taught amen that you can never answer a question with a question unless you're Jesus <laughs> so Jesus said if you tell me under what the baptism of John was. Then I'll respond to you. And they thought about it and they talked to each other. They got a huddle, if you will. And they said, well, if we say it was from heaven, then he'll say, how come we didn't believe him? If we say it was from men, then we're going to multitude going to get mad at us because a bunch of them folk been baptized. Kind of sound like a church. Huh. Under what authority? Under what authority? Under what authority? Then Jesus said, because you don't know. They said, we don't know. Then I'm not going to tell you where my authority comes from. I'm not going to tell you where my authority lies. But I've, I've just come by to say to you this morning, my brothers and sisters, you and I don't realize how many people challenge Jesus in church. What are you talking about, preacher? That, you know, some of us don't think that there's, that, well, we think, shall I say, that there's stuff that Jesus can't handle. We, we, we think that Jesus can't heal. We, we, we think that Jesus can't fix something. So we come up in here and we challenge God. We, we get to a point where we challenge Jesus even in church. I, 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 I've got this problem, but I'm not going to give it to the Lord because I know I know ain't much he's going to do about it. But I declare there's somebody up in here who was a witness to what the Lord has done for them. There's somebody in here that was sick and the Lord made them well. And how dare we come up in his house and challenge his authority. If you need healing, all you have to do is call upon him and ask him. If we deal with that have a sincere heart if we ask him he will respond to us but when we don't ask him if you can't answer the question what has he done for you lately if you can't answer the question if you cannot say well let's see if I say this or that then people are going to say this if I do that or the other then somebody else is going to look at me funny but I've just come by to ask you this morning how dare we come to the house of the Lord and challenge Jesus in his own house I heard the word say there is nothing too difficult for God I heard the word make it very clear we have not because we've 
I wish I had a witness. So if there's somebody up in here that has an understanding that all we have to do is believe things are from heaven, things are spiritual and not necessarily physical, we can then move and go because the word is clear. If we believe in the spirit of God, if we believe in that which God is, then we can do whatever it is that is before us. One writer said it this way, we can say to yonder's mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea, but it cannot be done with a physical mind, but we have to deal with a spiritual attitude. We have to understand that in our spiritual lives, there's nothing that God can't handle but we've got to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not to our own understanding is there anybody up in here that will understand the spirituality of your baptism the spirituality of you being up in here this the spirituality of saying that I love the Lord he heard my cry and pitied my everyone do you understand the spirituality of it it ain't from man it is not from the preacher but it is from God It's from God. Wasn't your comfortable bed that let, let you sleep well last night? That's a physical agenda. But if you understand that God rocked you in his bosom and let you lay there for a while and then touched you with his finger of mercy this morning and got you up, it's a spiritual thing. It is not a physical. Uh, how dare we challenge Jesus in church? Uh, we are up in here and some of us dealing with problems. You ain't got no problem. What we have is Jesus, the problem solver. Don't be like the Pharisees. And the Sadducees, they're sad, you see. And the Pharisees are fair, you see. And that's why they do not deal with the realities of the ability of God in the house. We used to come, you know, people used to respect the church, right? They don't respect it much anymore. Huh? How many of you are old enough to remember when the church doors were never locked? Huh? You could come in and fall at the altar and pray and talk to your God and get up and walk out and you didn't have any worries. But the life of our, our lives have changed and our circumstances have changed because we have forgotten the ability and the authority of our Lord Jesus the Christ. I'm so glad, my brothers and sisters, that Jesus expressed to us his authority. How did he do it? Well, somebody said there was a blind man named Bartimaeus and he was sitting by the side of the road and he just kept calling out, Jesus, thy son of God, have mercy on me. And even though folk, amen, your closest folk, your church, let me move it a little closer, your pew partners might try to keep Jesus away from you or might try to keep you away from Jesus. But every now and then you got to get louder. I wish I had somebody that wasn't afraid to get a little loud every now and then. I can't get loud because somebody might look at me funny. Oh, but when the Lord is in, when you need the Lord, when you need a show enough blessing, you don't have to worry about what somebody has to say. 
You don't have to care about how loud you're going to get what somebody's going to say about you because you are not seeking their approval anyhow. You are trying to get to Jesus. And blind bottom air said, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus looked at him and, and, and helped him to see. How dare we challenge Jesus? church we come here to acknowledge what the Lord has done for us we come to this place to acknowledge he's been better to me than I've been to myself we come to this place to acknowledge he put food on my table he put Water on in my refrigerator. Hello. We come to this place to ignite. He put shoes on my feet. He, he put healing, amen, in my body. He put clapping in my hands. He put shouting on my lips. But, but some folk are afraid because they want to challenge. I got to challenge you. Well, I don't shout like Walker shouts. You don't need to shout like I shout. You need to get your own shout and understand if the Lord has done something for you, just don't be ashamed to give whatever it is that you have. If the Lord has done something for you, if the Lord has brought you out of anything, if the Lord has made a way for you out of no way, if the Lord has put a dime in your pocket when you were broke, if the Lord gave you sight that you could not see, if the Lord did something for you you couldn't do for yourself, I declare somebody ought to say something. That's why the scripture says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And then it says that everything that has breath, yeah, praise the Lord. Don't, 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 don't challenge him. Don't challenge him. You know why? You can't win. You can't beat Jesus. Not in his house. Not when he is still the rock in a weary land. Shelter in storm. Not when he's a doctor in a sick room, the lawyer in a, You can't beat him. Trust him. Trust him. Trust him. Let God abide in your life. Trust him. These, these, these. These people, these church folk challenging Jesus. So uh, let me just bring it home. Only you can determine. Watch out now. If your baptism was from man or from God, only you can determine, amen, if somebody put you in the lake, put you on the altar, dipped you, cupped you, splurged you, threw you in, whatever they did to you, only you can determine whether it's made a difference in your life. I, I wish I had a witness. Only you can make that determination. Only you can let God know my baptism was not from man. That, that's why when you go into the, I'm, I know I'm jumping around in the text, but I can't help myself. When you go to the Acts of the Apostles, it makes it very clear, my brothers and sisters, that there is, yes, there is a water baptism. And the Bible says that there is a water baptism, but there's another one. There's a, there's a baptism of fire. There's a Holy Spirit baptism. 
And I just don't understand how sometimes we can come into God's house and only deal with the water baptism and not understand that there is a fire spiritual baptism. And when you understand your fire spiritual baptism, you're going to try to sit there, but you can't hold your peace. You're going to try to act all sedity, amen, and I can't mess up my hair. I don't want my wig to fall off. You know, I, 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 don't, I got on these two-hour shoes, and the preacher done held us here for one minute and 59 seconds already. So the reality of it is, my brothers and sisters, when you understand that you have a fire baptism, then you can praise God anyhow. You can look over your life and determine what the Lord has done for you, how he's brought you out what he's done for your life when you pray there's a serious attitude that comes in your prayer when you when you finish praying you are sure that the lord has heard your prayer because you're on a spiritual agenda you're not on some physical agenda where you're trying to match somebody's prayer you may not be able to pray like paul you may not be able to preach like peter it has nothing to do with that but what kind of relationship do you have with the lord are you sure that you're sure that you're sure that you've been born again? I said, are you sure you've been baptized? Are you sure that the Lord has forgiven you? Even when you fell short, did you repent of your sin? And now you are standing here crying out, it's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Come on, Lord, I need you. Is there anybody here? needs the Lord this morning it's not too late that's why Jesus gave him the parable all you have to do is relent repent tell the Lord I'm sorry for what I did bless me hold me hug me fill me strengthen me move me forward is there anybody here that will give God glory is there anybody here that will understand it's not from earth Don't challenge him. <coughs> believe him. <coughs> Jesus said to them, you didn't believe John. You can't say it. You can't deal with it. But the truth of the matter is, you then cannot receive a blessing from me or an answer from me if you don't know yourself. How can I tell you spiritual stuff? And you really don't even understand physical stuff. He's able. I, I said, he's able to do abundantly, above, more than you and I have ever thought he could do but we have to believe in him if you say to yonder's mountain be thou removed and if you have the faith of a grain of mustard seed you can do it but you have to believe in the spiritual things don't make, I'm getting ready to make, don't make church 
physical. Church is spiritual. When I hear somebody say, I know the Lord has laid his hands on me. That's a spiritual element. That the Lord picked me up out of the muck and miry clay of my life. Set my feet on a solid foundation. Cut loose my stammering. That's a spiritual moment. When I didn't know how I was going to make it. But somehow. Some way. The Lord saw me through. That's spiritual. You can have all the money in the world. And if you don't have spirit, you have nothing but linen. Linen and plastic. Money ain't even paper. It's linen. So the reality of it is, let us not challenge Christ. Let's believe. So when you and I leave here today, Whatever it is that you need the Lord to do for you, believe it. Believe it. And trust him. But the first thing you must do, brothers and sisters, is let him into your heart. You got to let him into the house. And when he's into the house, house, what house? Revelation says, I stand at the door, and that's the door to your house. He, he helps us understand that we are a house. Huh? I go to prepare a place for you. Uh-huh. And where I go, there you may be also. I go, and I'm preparing a place. And guess what the place is called? A mansion. A house. Don't challenge Jesus in church. Because you'll lose every time. Are there any sick among us today? If you're sick, if you've got something you're fighting with, trust any confused hearts or minds in us today. Trust the Lord. Don't don't challenge him. Trust him. He old folk put it this way. What they say? He may not come (laughs) when you want him. But he's sure enough always on time. Trust him. Mm. Don't challenge him. Mm. (laughs) Long ago, I didn't know nothing about Jesus and his word. I'd heard about it, but I had never felt this manner 
that comes from above. When this life of sin, I could no longer stand. I asked my mother, how do you get to know the man? She said, you must be. Don't you see? <laughs> You've got to be. What? Born again. And it doesn't stop there. It says, you must have <laughs> that fire and Holy Ghost. That burning thing that keeps the prayer wheel turning. That kind of religion you cannot conceal. In other words, you can't just sit there with your arms folded and your, leg, and your ankles crossed. Huh? When you got the kind of religion, when you got the fire and the Holy Ghost, you just can't sit there. Huh? Every, something gonna move somewhere. Some, your head, your neck, amen, your feet, amen, your hips, something's gonna move when you understand. You've got the fire. Baptism. When you got that fire and the Holy Ghost, that burning thing that keeps the prayer wheel turning. That means you just keep on praying, amen. Even though things ain't right, you just keep on praying. That kind of religion, you cannot conceal. It'll make you move, make you shout, makes you cry what is real. And then it says, keep your hand right in the wiring chain until your soul's been anchored in Jesus' name. Then you can say, I'm filled within, free from sin, you know I've been born again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't, don't, don't challenge Jesus in the church. <laughs>